Welcome to The Pipeline, all things CICD and DevOps, podcast by the CD Foundation. I'm your host, Jacqueline Salinas, Director of Ecosystem and Community Development. Oh, hi, Adam. Welcome to The Pipeline. Today is episode 14, and we are giving an overview of what to expect at CDCon for the next few episodes of The Pipeline. Adam Roberts joins us from IBM, and today we're going to be diving into how he got his DevOps journey started, but we're also going to get a sneak peek on his talk coming this October the 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome, Adam. Hey, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So like we always get started with each episode, tell us about your DevOps journey. Sure. So I think my DevOps journey started probably three or so years ago, and it was basically as part of a product at IBM. We had this offering called Microclimate, and it was all meant to be about helping people do DevOps. So what I mean by that is you can easily create build pipelines that will you know, do things like uh, clone some source code, build it, push it somewhere, and then manage those releases of their their products, if you like, through our offering. So that was kind of my first foray into the whole experience. And ever since then, I had the opportunity to go to different talks on DevOps around the world. So a really good one was the DevOps World Conference in San Francisco. Um, And basically, I've been starting to kind of, you know, uh, get more involved in things in open source communities. So for Jenkins X, for example, um, recently as part of the, the CDF ambassador program, getting myself into these communities and also Tekton as well. So I'm not too far in from like um, uh, an actual user of DevOps. I'm more of a creator of DevOps-based solutions, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So how did you hear about Tekton and how did you get your involved in open source yep so i've been involved in open source probably since i started ibm uh close to seven years ago i used to work a little bit on ibm's java solution and because of that i had to know what was going on in the open source community on things like open jdk and then node.js and then apache spark so i've always had kind of my eye on the pulse for open source for tecton itself we had um we're thinking about how to best deliver DevOps solutions to our customers. And, and I mentioned microclimate earlier. We plan to evolve that offering into a new offering, if you like. And we need to, we need to have something that was going to be really, really easy to use, open source, probably written in Go and works of Kubernetes. And at the time, there was this thing called Knative Build. And we launched into Knative Build. It seemed fit for purpose. That eventually evolved into what is now known as Tecton. And we started to think, this Tecton thing is really nice, but you know what we need? We need a front end over it. We need a way to do things like webhooks easily. We need a way for customers to use it through a product. And a good way to do that would be to basically do it in the open. So I started to work with uh, the team in Hursley on the Tecton dashboard itself. And basically we built the dashboard, we built the webhooks extension, so you can easily create webhooks for your GitHub projects. And then we bundled those into an offering uh, called Card Pack for Apps. So basically we found Tecton, thought it was really cool, enhanced it quite a bit and thought, you know what, our customers could really benefit from this. Let's make a solution around Tecton. And that's really you know, what I've been doing 
probably until a few months ago, really. Very cool. Thanks for sharing your journey. So as we pivot over to talk about your session at CDCon, how the Tecton community is driving its growth and adoption, can you give us a summary of what we can expect? Um, and also, in your summary, it it says you're a Tecton dashboard maintainer. Would you also elaborate on what that means? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So what I'd like to basically talk about is um, I've got a hypothesis and the hypothesis is you can have the best products in the world, but if your community isn't, you know, as optimum as it can be, you won't get as much traction. So for example, with Tecton, it's, it's like one of the most active projects I've seen on Slack and through GitHub and through all the weekly meetings, it's really easy to kind of figure out what's going on. And I like that a lot about the project. You know, you have other projects like Node.js or Apache1s. They're really cool and great and active. But with Tecton, I've seen, you know, answers in seconds on their Slack channels consistently. I've seen people in all sorts of time zones, let's say it's from India or from North America or from Europe pitching in. I've seen really cool examples on a weekly basis and playbacks. And what I'd like to do is to basically drive home the theory that the community is a driving factor in growth and adoption. I want to basically provide evidence that it is growing and it is being adopted. I kind of link the two together. And so it kind of links me nicely to your other point. By being a maintainer for a TikTok project, I have that kind of inside scoop and I can say, you know, we have all these cool meetings. Um, we have this workflow. We have all these guides. We have uh, an easy way to share information through the playbacks. And it's all coming together on a very kind of regular basis. And I think end users, one, appreciate that. And two, expect that from the active open source project. If TechTown was only, you know, it had a handful of contributors and a thousand issues, thousand issues, that no one ever worked on. It wouldn't be so great. So I'd like to use my talk to really educate people on the way we're doing things and how other people can kind of adapt their project to the same kind of uh, same kind of thing to get the benefits from it. And yeah, by being a maintainer, I'm uniquely positioned to give that insight, I think. Give us some insight into what you believe is helping drive engaged folks to be part of the Tecton community. I think it's a combination of passionate folks and good docs and regular opportunities to kind of talk to people. So what I mean by that is for each project in Tecton, there's a development.md document. It basically says, if you want to contribute a cool pull request for let's say the CLI or the website or the pipeline, do these steps. And then we have Slack channels for each of those different projects. You can go in there and basically say, I followed the guide, I got stuck at XYZ, and then within minutes, I can name, you know, who's going to reply to you. It'll be either, let's say, Andrea or Christy or Vincent or, you know, perhaps um, Dibio from Triggers. There's, there's always really active, really smart people that are willing to go out of their way to help you. You know, quite often during the start of things, we'd get issues on maybe Docker Desktop because people are used to using Google Cloud at the start. And we'd make issues on pull requests. We'd get attention in minutes We'd get replies, we'd get people saying, ah, oh, actually, you know, give this a try. And people actually help you to make sure your issues get fixed very, very quickly. 
Um, and, you know, we often have these, these playback sessions. And I've not once heard any conflict on any weekly working group, of which there are many, by the way, per project. Since I started on the project more than a year ago, it's always been, hey, cool, you know, thanks, it's a really good idea. Where can people go to learn more? Oh, here's an issue number. Oh, ping me on Slack. Um, and people generally are incredibly friendly. I've never heard someone be insulted or ridiculed. And I think the activity is what is useful. You know, you, you don't ask a question and wait a day. You ask the question, you get an answer in minutes. And that's really, really good for productivity. So I think that's the driving factor. That's great to hear that you have a healthy and safe place for folks to come and learn about Tecton. So what are some ways that the community can start contributing to the project? What's yeah. the easiest entry way? Yeah, so the main way to do it is just by going through the issue trackers um, for each project. But there's getting started guides as well. And actually, I might mention this. There's Hacktoberfest coming up, and um, we plan to basically use the Hacktoberfest label as well as things like the Good First Issue label. So people may not be yet familiar with using Slack or talking to us. You can hopefully go to GitHub, you know, search for the right label, find a good starter project, and then we can start introducing mentors to those issues. So for Hacktoberfest, we've made a lot of issues of a dashboard, and we basically said, you know, uh, a mentor or a person you can reach out to is Adam or Alan or Steve or Eddie Charlie. And basically they'll have that safe place to reach out to somebody. And there'll be no kind of, you know, uh, dumb questions that will be, yeah, we expect you to ask anything. So um, hopefully the GitHub issue tracker is okay. Otherwise, there's a really useful repository called Community. In the Community repository, basically we say, Here's how you can join all of our meetings. Here's how you can join all of our Slack channels. And here's what we can do to help you out. So hopefully GitHub's everything that you need. And if not, um, perhaps we can talk about it in you know future podcasts or future meetups or conferences, I think. Absolutely. Great. And I will also include uh, links to the GitHub repo so folks can um, quick, uh, quickly access that through the podcast uh, summary episode description. Um, what else about your session can we expect? Are you going to be giving some sneak peeks into what's coming down the pipeline for the Tecton project and uh, plans of evolving it? So I think that's a good idea. And there's actually a, um, a Tecton enhancement proposal thing we basically introduced. So there's a known thing in the Java community. You have these Java enhancement proposals. We've got the same kind of idea where you can submit new ideas for Tecton. And they will basically get reviewed. So hopefully, you know, in the talk, I can basically say, down the pipeline, you've got these really cool proposals coming up. It'd be great to get some more people on them. So that's a good idea. What I'm currently planning to talk about is, um, so the proof points mentioned today about how the community helps the adoption, but I need to actually do some some homework. I've basically been pinging people on Slack saying, you know, does anyone want to be a volunteer? Would like to share your story? I've also been gathering some data. So GitHub Insights is quite useful. You can see how active a project is over a long period of time. And there's also the Tecton DevStats website that the... uh, 
I think it's on the CD Foundation website somewhere. Yes. So basically, you can see contributions over time. I basically plan to do the data mining so you don't have to. I can say, you know, we've got all these new contributors. And by the way, Sunday's a really popular day and our growth rate is XYZ. And you can see the dashboard grew a lot over this time period and the catalog over this time period. So there should be a lot of insights into which projects are kind of hot and when, who the people are for each project. And I might make it a little bit of uh, a bit of fun as well. I plan to include some personal highlights. So things like a really cool issue where people pitched into and helped out with, or a really cool site discussion where actually someone was challenged in a fun way and we got to a really neat solution at the end of it. So some kind of highlights and snippets and insights mm-hmm. might prove to be quite interesting to share with people. Yeah, I think that um, give, giving um, more depth of what is going on in the community and giving some real-life case studies and examples of, of of how you guys collaborate and contribute to the progress of Tecton will be actually very helpful because a lot of us don't participate. Um, we, we, aren't, we aren't able, like, I don't know what's going on in each project. Um, and so I think understanding what the community is challenged with, um, what they've overcome in the past year. I think that would be really great insight um, and something that if, if you can take a, a, like a minute to cover, that would be great. Yep, definitely. I'm going to put it in there as my to-dos and get my homework done, I think. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add, Adam, about how the Tecton community is driving its growth and adoption? Um, <laughs> oh, <thank> you. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you to the talk and you'll be blown away. I'm sure there'll be a recording event. <laughs> I can't give away too much, otherwise no one will turn up. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Stay tuned for some juicy insights of the Tecton community update. Well, thank you so much, Adam. I won't take any more of your time. I think this is actually a great episode to just give folks some insight into what's going on for CDCon. So yeah, just register, invite your friends. You need to get your questions ready because it's going to be a Q&A, right? I'm going to sit in the chat. I'm going to answer all the questions people have. And hopefully we have some, you know, really good questions. So start thinking about those as well. Yeah. So we'll have, yeah, a live Q&A and Adam will be... We'll be answering answering them for everyone. So, 